What's up, guys? This is Garrett. This is Javen. Welcome back to Cross Country Comments. Um, I it's honestly been too long. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's, I honestly almost forgot the intro. I was about to say, "What's up, guys?" I I don't know. I was about to do a whole different intro. <laughs> but um, right. No, no. We uh we do apologize for it being so long, though. Although you guys know, um, you know, mental health and all that kind of stuff obviously comes first. Family stuff comes first. Uh, we love doing this podcast, but the important stuff must come first for us to be in a good headspace to do these videos and podcasts. Um, so we do try and keep it a consistent thing, but with uh, moving schedules and work schedules and different things like that, it's been very few and far between with when we're able to record. So as much as we love doing it, life comes first. Um, yeah. But we are super happy to be back. Um, and yeah, so we're going to be catching up on a few things. Um, so the first thing we're doing kind of a video game day today. Uh, super excited yeah, sure. for what we're doing. Uh, Javen, you want to kind of give them the specifics about what we're doing today? Yeah. So basically we are going to go over, I would, I, I say only like three video games for today. Yeah. Um, three, they're very big well, video two, games. They're huge video games. Two of them are more anticipated than the other. The last game that we're going to talk about is more mostly just like you and me, just because we've been waiting for this for longer than these, honestly. Yeah. Um. So first of all, we're going to talk about Starfield. And after that, we're going to talk about the new Spider-Man 2 game. And then the third game, we're going to talk about uh, Suicide Squad Kills Justice League. So, uh, yeah, but first, Starfield, Garrett, I think you should take it. You know more about Starfield than I do. Hit it. Yes, so... A little backstory on why I'm so excited for this game. Um, Bethesda is some of my favorite publisher of all is one of my favorite publishers of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I have my top game of all time because it, the reason this game is at my number one is because it is what got me into this genre of game and it's still my favorite genre. So not that this game is like, oh, most groundbreaking thing of all time, but it was for me when I first played it. And it's Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, yep. And I love Fallout 3 to death. Fallout New Vegas was amazing. Uh, Skyrim, I'm actually playing through Skyrim again right now with some mods. Um, so Skyrim is incredible, also in my top three. Fallout 4 it's was... still getting remastered, so that just shows how, how good it actually is. Exactly. Fallout 4 was very good. I wouldn't say it's like Fallout 3 in New Vegas good, but it's very good. Nah. Um... And then Fallout 76 started horribly, but became decent. Um, So with all that said, I heard about Starfield and I honestly didn't know that it was being made by Bethesda. I was like, oh, it's new space game. It's like No Man's Sky, but with storylines that are better. And the moment I heard that it was by Bethesda, my cousin told me that and I looked into it. I was like, huh. And this was right after the Starfield Direct came out like three or four weeks ago, I believe. And right. the Direct, if you guys haven't watched it, please go watch it. The Starfield Direct is like a 45-minute video, and they deep dive into the specifics of the game. This is the first new IP that Bethesda has put out in 25 years. Um, it's not a sequel, not nothing. It's a whole brand new thing. I mean, I could go on for days about this thing, but I'm just going to highlight the things that I'm most excited about. Um, there's over a thousand planets, so it's procedurally generated, but they have handcrafted spots that they're going to, um, 
put around each map or each each world. Um, your ship as com I'm going to compare this a lot to No Man's Sky because I played a decent amount of No Man's Sky, not a ton, but a decent amount. Um, but unlike No Man's Sky, where you you can buy new ships and stuff in this one, you can customize each individual little part of your ship. I mean, like there is a ship builder People have made them look like animals and like robots <laughs> flying through the sky. One of the one of the people in the um, I forget her name, but one of the developers, she said that she likes to make animals and she made a platypus and it looked like a platypus. And oh, that's tight. like the engines in the back looked like it's flippers and everything like that. And then they made a robot. It was massive. It looked like Optimus Prime, but blocky. Hey, um, OK, that's tight. So with all that combined, the ships look amazing. The combat looks like the best that Bethesda has ever made. Um, the gunplay looks incredible. Um, the fact that you can pick like your backstory and it affects your traits. Like there's a backstory of a chef and you have certain abilities to cook better meals that give better benefits if you pick that chef backstory. Or you could pick like Beast Hunter and that can help you in some storylines. There's so much stuff packed into this game. It's kind of hard to just I'm throwing it all up right now. Um, yeah. And um, one of the other things that just blew my mind about this game is the, sh the ship combat looks like Star Wars Squadrons, but more refined. So it's, it looks really good. But right. one of the things that I love is that you can get ambushed at any time, anywhere throughout the galaxy um, from different factions and different squadrons. Um, and if a ship attacks you and you get it to low enough health, you can dock it um, black flag Assassin's Creed style, go into their ship, destroy all of them, take their ship, add it to your fleet and then register it with the star system. That's sick. Yes. And so. Oh, my God. That's what I want Star Trek to be like. Mm hmm. Oh, that's so, so tight. You can not only customize your own ship, but have an entire fleet of ships of just stolen ships. And not only that, but you can be a smuggler. You can have contraband on your ship. And if you enter a star system that has a town, like a city on it, that has like police throughout the galaxy, if they find yeah. contraband or they scan your ship and find contraband, you are an outlaw. And so it's super, super in depth. Uh, they said that the dialogue in this game is let's see they said that skyrim has 30 percent of the dialogue that this game has and fallout 4 yeah. has 60 percent of the dialogue that this game has wow. so it has more than double of skyrim and almost double of fallout 4 in dialogue you can romance uh your your some of your companions you can have entire crews set on your ship that have their own abilities that then make your either bases, you can build bases on planets and mine resources on those bases. You can have companions and people you meet out in the world. You can hire them, have them work at your places and either man your fleets or man your bases and make them collect more resources. So this is just an, a space upgraded version of Grand Theft Auto. That's insane. Um, single player with better story with powers as well that's something they showed in the direct they didn't go into depth they yeah. showed a small clip 
It's your guy walking up to a bunch of enemies, putting his hand up like this, and then you just see like this whole and the gravity turns off and they all go frozen in the air and you just see your guy walking past all of them. So you have powers, you have guns, you have like it's a it's a Bethesda game, so you can collect everything. Yeah, Um, but you can change your space suits. You can change what companions you have waiting on your ship and who comes with you. Melee combat, um, incredible gunplay. Here's the thing. Gravity is different on every planet. Um, So there's some planets where you can. I like that. Okay, that's something that I really like, too. Okay, that's right. You have jetpack. So there's some planets that they showed that has super low gravity to where if you jump pack, you can jump pack and stay in the air for a while and just shoot at the enemies below you and then boost pack again and just stay in the air for a long time. They're so in-depth that the guns, if you shoot a ballistic gun in space, like if you're, you know, having a space battle and you dock a ship, or if you turn the gravity off somewhere, you can have a gun, and if it's a ballistic gun, it shoots your character back because of the recoil. If it's a laser energy Mm. weapon, it doesn't do that because there's no recoil. Right. Oh, I like that. I I, Mm. want to see how far they'll go with Starfield being in space because... Because ultimately, like one thing, one thing that I always like have when it comes to like Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that, and and this is something that I could always look over, but is that th- there's no sound in space. I w- I want to see how far they'll go with that. Because first of all, like not having sound in space is, you know, is more realistic, but at the same time, boring. Well, here's so the thing. I want to see, I want to see how they go with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. You're not going to be able to go out in space by yourself. So it's not you You yeah. have to go up in your ship. And I mean, there's sound in your ship. And so yeah. I don't think they're going to implement too much of that, like no sound in space thing, because you're always going to be in an environment where sound can bounce off walls. Yeah. And so like if you eject someone out in space and you kind of get that. That would be cool. Yeah. But outside of that, there would be no real reason to have that soundless space. Right. Yeah, I got you. But Um, the only thing that I hate about this is that PlayStation can't play anymore. Yep. Because um, this this would look perfect. Like, I'm not one of those guys that's like, you know, well, I, I hate I hate the exclusivity that playstation has been doing i understand why they're doing it and that's why you know they're very successful like with the last of us uh god of war spider-man stuff all those games stuff like that jack and daxter like i I get it but nowadays especially with the technology that we have now and the consoles that we have now like ultimately like the ps5 is better than the xbox series x and s that's that's just a fact when you look at specs it's better it sucks because Starfield will look so clean on the PS5. And I'm, I'm not saying PS4 because the PS4 now is getting it's getting a little more obsolete. There, the, there are less games coming out for it now. But, oh, my God, Starfield on the PS5 would look so, so clean. And I'm so mad that I won't be able to experience that. Like, the only way I'll be able to actually watch it is watching one of your streams because you're obviously going to stream it. So that's okay. the only way I'm <laughs> going to be able to, like, experience it from my side just because, like, I don't I don't I don't have Xbox Series uh, X or S and probably won't really ever. So it's like, ugh. 
that, that's the only thing that I don't like is that I can't experience it this soon. But I mean, it is what it is. I, but yeah, I don't like the exclusivity of everything. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it just takes away from experience and money from you know from people like that. Yeah, no, I agree. It definitely limits it a good bit, but at the same time. It might be a good thing that you don't get it right away, because if its launch is anything like Bethesda's previous launches, it's going to take at least a few months for it to be a really good game. Um, yeah. To work out all the but bugs. But you think it's going to be another cyberpunk situation? I don't think so. I, I With the way that they were talking about it... Now, don't get me wrong, Bethesda has done this before with Fallout 4, Fallout 76, the whole deal. They've done it before to where they'll talk it up and oh, all this stuff. And then it's at launch. The thing that yeah. gives me hope about this launch is that they actually brought, I think if I'm counting in my head correctly, at least 15 different developers on the team. And they let these developers just go and play the entire game and then give their honest reviews. They came back and were like, yeah, well, what was your favorite part of the game? And da, 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 da. And gave them this whole big thing. Just be like, say what you want. And the fact that it's not just Todd Howard talking the entire time gives me hope that it's like these guys, if they seem like genuine gaming people. So, you know, and they're working on it. So if they find something that doesn't work right or doesn't look right, they can fix it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I don't know. That gives me a little bit of hope for the launch, but I'm still a little weary. I have hope just because it's it's been what five a little bit over five years now since they announced it that they were doing something about it. So I think it's been yeah it's, about that. So like 2018. So it's like so now it's gonna be you know it better be a fantastic game because it is what they're doing is really ambitious and if mm-hmm. it pulls off it's gonna be one of the greatest games because it's already nominated for the game award for being the most anticipated game like it's already nominated. Yep. So if they actually like hit it. Uh, on the right mark it doesn't have to be perfect at launch but if it's functional you know unlike what i what cyberpunk 2077 was when, when that launched, then this might be and that's hers because i want another game to be game of the year but this might be game of the year so it could be. i mean yeah here's the thing some someone in the development team said with the amount because uh todd howard also said that this game is going to be very very heavily moddable. So mod modders are going to go crazy with this game, he said. A one game of the year. And so, I mean, if you think about it, like, they can probably start to create planets of their own to explore. Modders could. But this is it's now a sandbox game now to, to them. Oh, yeah. So now that it's it's just gonna <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that, that this is this is gonna be insane. It's 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 almost like they're handing them their own Unreal Engine. That's so funny. With a pre-made universe that's already good. With, right, that's crazy. When you think about it, you can make your own planets, bro. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So that's nuts. With all of that together, man. I mean, I just this came this and within a matter of two months, this went from a game that I knew nothing about. But I was like, oh, yeah. another space game to literally th- this is what I've missed because it's been a long time since I've looked at a game and been like, I want that so badly. Like, yeah, 
I think the last game I did that with was Jedi Survivor, which wasn't that long ago. But then before that, it's been like three or four years, maybe, since I've looked at a game and been like, <gasps> like I, yeah, I haven't felt yep. that. Oh my gosh, in a while. Yeah, now that I think about it, you haven't been really like, like, been really anticipating really anything, honestly. Mm -mm. I'm really trying to think like it like no yeah you haven't I'm looking through my library like there's nothing no you didn't like that one yeah never mind I don't know yeah that's crazy so yeah th this is this is gonna be big no because I was, I was thinking like at, at the time that Gotham Knights was announced we were oh. both like oh my god this is gonna be good but then we both kind of like fell off of it oh I saw it, the trailer it, it come out yet so it, so it was already like you know like ah, uh, we're kind of whatever about it I saw the trailer got hyped for like a day or two. And then I was yeah. like, they're going to screw it up. And then <laughs> yeah. So I was sort of like, yeah. And then I bought it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> yeah. So super, super, super hyped about Starfield. And if any of you haven't, and Javen, I also include you in this. Have you seen the, seen the direct yet? I did. Okay. Go back through it. <laughs> yeah. But for anyone else, go watch that direct and let me know. Let us know what you think in the comments on the YouTube video. We would love to hear what you think. I this is a game to where if they pull it off right, it could be the next type of Skyrim where people like seven years from now are like, oh, I love that game so much. Like, oh, I'm this starting a new playthrough. This is definitely has the potential of breaking the Internet and just breaking the whole game genre because we have we have games that are like this but not to this huge of an extent like like you said like similar games would be like jedi survivor uh the grand theft auto 5 uh no man's um, sky heck even spider-man uh no man's sky a little bit a little bit of fallout but it puts all those together and makes it so much more imaginative to where everybody can just throw up what they want and have a good time. So mm -hmm. this this has has the potential of breaking the whole video game genre. So yeah, this is a highly anticipated game just because of the the uh, concept, just by its concept. So if it pulls off, game of the year, no oh, doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. So super excited for that. Um, next game, I'll let you hop into because I know a decent bit about it. But you're following it a bit closer Gosh. than I am because you have yes. PS5 and I don't. Yeah. Okay. So, so let, let me let me just tell everyone real quick. I, I have to give you props. The person that got me into the Spider-Man game, the PS4 game, was you, Garrett, and you let me borrow your copy so that I can play. At the time, it wasn't working, so I had to <laughs> give it back to you. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then, but uh, but we played at your house, and I and I was like, oh my god, this game is amazing! And you got me onto watching Corey Kenshin and watching his playthrough so that I can see what happened in the story. I love the I love the PS4 Spider Man. I that is one of my favorite games. That's in my top five favorite video games of all time, personally for me. Um. So I had to buy it. So I bought it for myself. But the first Spider-Man game that I bought actually was Miles Morales. Because when that came out, I was like, oh, my God, 
but I waited until it was on sale. But as soon as I played that, I was like, whoa, it's just like the first game, which is upgraded. It just got even better. Obviously, the first Spider-Man story was way better, but the, the mechanics for this game was just so top tier. So I knew that Insomniac can build off of what they already made. And right there, when they made Miles Morales, I fell in love with Insomniac after that because I can play. What's so cool about it is that I can play both games without me feeling like I'm playing a better version of the other one. And that's what like I really like about video games is that I want to play like I want to play the prequel and the sequel and make it feel like it's in the same universe and not make it like better than the other one. And that's what Insomniac did while elevating, you know, each other in different ways. Um, so yeah, so I, I have them for PS4 and PS5 now. I got the remastered version for Miles Morales and I have the remastered version for uh for Spider-Man. Um I am so so excited for Spider-Man 2 because there's one thing that people that I knew that wasn't gonna happen that people are really mad about is that it's not a co-op uh co-op play. And if I'm being honest, I'd rather not have it a co-op play just because of where the story is going. It's way better how they're doing it because you get to play both Spider-Man. But in terms of the story, there's certain parts in the story where Peter is doing one thing at uh, one uh, one end of the city and you need to hurry up and switch to Miles so he can do what he needs to do at the other other end of the city. Um, So that makes it so much better. And the symbiote is finally here. Um, oh my god, the gameplay with Peter with the symbiote is so awesome and hilarious. Oh my god, it, and, and the moveset's amazing, I can't wait. We can finally glide, oh my god, we can glide, and it looks so clean, because there's even, like, little hoops around the city to where you can actually, like, hold yourself level, so it's, like, it makes traveling through the city so much easier. The city's bigger, so it's like they combined both the first game and the second game, put it together, and was like, let's stretch it out a little bit more. So there's more city to cover, which I'm so happy about. I'm not complaining about um, the the other two being small. It's just I completed everything, and I want more type of thing. Um, so I'm glad that we get a whole bigger city. The the skins, the pre-order, uh, the skins that you get after, you know, buy, you know, the deluxe version of the game actually look really cool. But the reason why they're cool is because they just ask different artists to take their own take on what their Spider-Man would look like. And they look so clean. And I don't even like abstract art, honestly, because I think it's stupid. But they kind of went like an abstract side with each one of those. And they look amazing to where I'm like, you know what, I want those. And I like that they're, that uh, Insomniac isn't spoiling a whole bunch. Like, they gave us a lot of gameplay and a lot of stuff for us to look at. And we're still clueless on so many things. Like, when is Cra- why is Craven the Hunter uh, in this? Why is somebody trying to get uh, Connors, which is, and uh, you know, who can be the lizard? Who's Venom? You know what I mean? We still don't know who's Venom because they said that it's not Eddie Brock, most likely. So then who the heck's Venom? Um, so I, it gives us more intrigue on to, to what the story is and it elevates the gameplay again, because now there's so many things you could do now with the web shooters being either one of the Spider-Men. I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing that they, they finally said that, you know what, we did fantastic on the PS4. It's a success. Let's leave it there for now and let's move on to the next best thing, which is the PS5. And I feel like they needed to do that in order for for them to actually elevate 
and push up, you know, to upgrade the story and not just the story, but also the gameplay. Because this is, again, this is ambitious, what they're doing. Um, so I feel a lot of people are mad, like, oh, I can't play it on the PS4. That sucks. But it's a good thing just because it shows you that they're trying to move on. Like, we're not playing on the NES still. You know, if people were complaining about that, then we wouldn't have Super Nintendo, you know? We we wouldn't have a we wouldn't have a PlayStation Two. We wouldn't have a PlayStation Three. Play play the PS Four. So this is going to happen eventually. Um, I'm just happy that it's happening now, and I'm happy and I'm happy that it's happening with this game in particular. Um, and the price and the for the price of the game, like it's standard price, you know, seventy bucks and like you know like eighty bucks for the deluxe edition, whatever. This is, I rarely say this about any game. This is worth it. And I was really like looking into everything and I was like, this is actually one of the games that's actually worth getting the deluxe edition for. Like, and, and I'm usually like a standard person and like get like the DLC later. Um and they pushed they pushed the release date a little more, more back. So now it's October 20th. So it's not September anymore, but it's October. I like that. Because they're like, mm, hold on, there might be a little something. Let's give ourselves time to fix that. So um yeah, and I can't wait for uh, John uh, Paseno to get on the composing again, because, oh my god, these composers for these games, I I don't know. They're amazing. Um, I'm just excited about everything, basically. I'm just rambling at this point. It's just, it's just fantastic. Dude, I and... did that for Starfield for like 17 <sighs> minutes. You're good. <laughs> Dude, it, it's, I just... I can talk about this all day. I won't, but and I'm so hyped just because recently, because Garrett already did, because because Garrett he he beat the, he 100 percent completed the game and got the platinum trophy about three or four years ago. So he he done already maybe hmm. five five or six, but yeah, yeah. About. So Garrett already completed completed you know Spider Man 100. percent I recently completed unfortunately because i'd have enough time with everything finally completed spider-man on the ps4 a few months ago and then i just 100 it on the ps5 like a few weeks ago and then same thing with miles morales on both of those so now i have four five of trophies for four different copies of the game <laughs> so now i'm just on the spider-man high that i like finally completed everything and i'm ready for the next one so that that's what i'm kind of riding on right now that's why like i'm really on it just because i finally completed everything um and yeah i i just i just can't wait because this is one of those it's it's crazy that the that a spider-man video game can be one of your favorite spider-man of all time and and that's what this is you know what i mean this is he's he's probably in my top three favorite spider-man like my favorite peters so uh yeah i'm excited for um but the the one thing that i'm most excited for more than anything is the story is the story i can't wait to see because because in the trailer we get to see you know obviously peter had the symbiote suit and he obviously he's saving people but he's obviously he's using his anger issues and all that with it and i like how miles and genki are both noticing that and they're like mm. but genki's like is peter usually like this and then and then uh miles is like nah never and like but but what like ticked that off was like the way he would talk to miles and then after peter saved this one guy he just tossed him on the roof and then just webbed away. So like you get you get to see like how Peter at this moment having having the symbiote suit, he doesn't want anything in his way. 
And that's like really scary. Like even when Miles does this really cool thing in the trailer, Peter doesn't say thank you. He just moves on to the next thing or says good job or anything. He just moves on to the next thing. And it was bad. So I don't know. I can't wait to see the character dynamic for everybody. Ooh. I just realized something. I want to see if there's going to be any beef between Peter and MJ now. What if yeah. Gwen Stacy shows up in this one, like kind of like a Spider-Man 3 situation, and... I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. And, and the reason why I wouldn't be mad is because I trust Insomniac with my life. And... They know what's wrong with Spider-Man 3. Because here's the thing. They know what's wrong, like, which Spider-Man was, like, wrong. Just because you can you can tell just because they've done good with it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of learned from, from Spider-Man. Be like, okay, what is the best way to, like, elevate Spider-Man? And then they just did that. So if it, if it helps elevate the character in the story, then I trust them with it. And the thing um, is, I mean, comparatively to, like, Spider-Man 3... Which everyone knows is like one of the worst Spider-Man movies. Debatable. It's yeah. enjo- it's enjoyable, but objectively one of the worst. But yeah, I think the difference that Insomniac really gets it, even from just the trailer that they get it, is that I mean, in the Spider-Man three movie, when he gets a symbiote, he gets like this teenage swiped hair and kind of like this bad boy attitude and. He shouts a couple of times and oh my gosh, he got a little more violent. Insomniac when he gets the the symbiote is like, get out of my way or I will bulldoze you. And that is dude. he he did a combo. He he threw a guy on the wall. Went on his hands. No, he didn't just kick. He ran in place. This dude randomly like that man's dead. There's no way. There's no way that Peter did not kill at least, at least, least thirty guys wearing that symbiote suit. At least, there's no way he got his hands clean because those combos. (laughs) I mean, even the freaking one where he like does like. I only watched it like once or twice when it first came out, but it's like he takes a symbiote and does this thing where he like ground pounds with the symbiote. No, I'm talking about dude. He, 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 he uses his symbiote from the side, from his back and the sides of the, of, of like his body grabs everyone up, slam up, slam. Like that has to have killed a number of people. Dude, there's no way. And I love it so much. Mm. No, I'm with you on that because it takes the Peter that we absolutely loved. Like you said, one of our favorites from the first game, just the way Peter himself was portrayed and the way he dealt with Doc Ock and with Aunt May and he taught Miles and all this stuff. It takes a character that we have learned to love and is like, okay, he's different. He is so much different. But like, yeah, we still love him. And being the player, we like to see what moves he can do now that he has that. But from a story perspective, it makes us 
it's it's a weird dynamic of like making us pull back because it's like this isn't the Peter I know, but it also draws us even closer because it's like, but why? I need to yeah. know the specifics. And yeah, and I as far as the Venom thing goes, there's been a few like rumors going around of, oh, it could be this. It could be that. Um, I think possibly I don't think it's. um Oh, what's Norman son's name? My brain. Harry. Harry. Thank you. I think it could be Harry because like Venom is keeping him alive, but he's also being used as a host for Venom. So they're helping each other. Um, So it very well could be Harry or it could be. I mean, this would be a crazy concept. But what if Craven is the first main bad guy? And Spider-Man and Craven clash. And they go at it for like the first half of the game. Peter gets the symbiote, goes up against Craven. Craven loses horrifically. He almost kills Craven. Miles stops him. And then Peter goes off somewhere and then realizes what he's done, gets rid of the symbiote, and the symbiote attaches itself to Craven because it knows how much he hates Spider Man. That's scary. Symbiote Craven. Craven doesn't care about killing people. So that would make Venom even scarier. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's a really good possibility. I don't know. That's a theory. That's scary. A game theory. It's a theory. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Thanks for watching. No, no, but but you but you but you had a point though, with the with the as a gamer, you 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 feel for Peter and you want to see what he can do, but you also want to see how Miles helps him get out of this phase. This is why I don't want it to be a co-op game. This is why I feel like it is the smart move of being a single player game. Because if you do a co-op game, you take that element of the story out of it that makes the Spider-Man game the Spider-Man game. Because then all of a sudden it's just going to feel like Lego Star Wars. And just going around doing objectives for fun. And that's not what these games are about. That's a, that's a bonus like feel of it to where we finish the story and we can swing around do whatever we want, look at the cool tricks. But ultimately, the reason why we love this game is because of the impactful storyline that it has with it. That's why we still have this in our library. You know what I mean? Just because of the story that it tells. Unfortunately, the story does trump over fun possibilities of gameplay but you don't have to feel tied down into doing you know um, a generic type of gameplay because of the story and that's why i love insomniac so much is because they are tied down to doing single player like it makes sense they're tied down doing single player they can't get out of it right now what are we going to do to make it a better single player experience that we did with Spider-Man and Miles Morales. And they're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is a perfect example of them doing it. So that's why I don't want it to be a co-op game. I like the I like that it's a single player game. I like that they still give us the ability to be both Spider-Man. I still like that we, you know, we still have the ability to fight with the other Spider-Man, whoever we're playing with. Like I'm sure we're gonna be, you know, helping fight, you know, a certain bad guy and then we have to switch and then the other ones helping fight and then we have to switch again and stuff like that. I can't wait to see that. Um 
but yeah, so like the everybody wanting co-op, I people just need to realize like yeah, it is a video game, but you have to understand that it's still a story. Like it's it's still a story based game. It's not just a fun action adventure game. It's still heavily story based, and as soon as more people get their minds on that, I feel like a lot more people will be way more forgiving for the uh, for the gameplay mechanics for it just being strictly single player. Because mm-hmm. if if you if you have something like Marvel already tried this with with Square Enix, and that's why I like Guardians of the Galaxy so much. Because they did it perfectly, in my opinion, too, with them making a single-player game and making it a fantastic single-player experience, even though you're just playing as Star-Lord. And they fell off with Avengers because they had too much to tackle on, and it ended up being one of the worst Marvel games of all time. Because people, you know, they wanted what they gave them, but they wanted bigger and better. So you kind of have to pick and choose your battles, and people need, or need to start realizing that, especially with, you know, the stories that, that we're telling. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, super anticipated for this game. Honestly, more than Starfield, but uh, that's fair. But think, yeah, this, this is a personal one for me. Honestly, yeah. I think once like, because I think I'm gonna I'm I'm pre-ordering Starfield. You're probably gonna pre-order Spider Man. So I think yeah. it's at the point now to where once both these games come out, so like in a November episode or something like that, we can both give our thoughts on what we think of the games and how they turned out kind of thing. I think that yeah. would be kind of fun. But um yeah, Spider-Man is going to be amazing. Um so the <laughs> last huh? You ac- you accidentally did did a pun. Spider-Man is going to be amazing. Oh my gosh, I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> Um, All right, so, so last game. You, you want to start off with this one? I'll go ahead and start off with it because I feel like I have a bit of a more of a positive outlook on how it could be. Um, yeah, you're more positive about it. But so we're talking about Justice Le- or uh, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, and the fact that they released the first gameplay trailer and then got such bad reviews that they took it back and said, you know what? We're going to put it back in development and change it up because we don't want to release a bad game. And the thing is, I mean, the, the concept is awesome. Concept is fantastic. Yeah. It's straight out of a DC comic or a DC um, TV show, like the animated TV shows and the animated movies of like Brainiac taking over people and having to fight each other kind of thing. But the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is like. Plus, I will mention it's the last time we hear Kevin Conroy's Batman. So I'm so yeah. looking forward to that, and I hope they do it well. And yeah. so on top of that, I think the fact that, number one, it's made by Rocksteady, who has a good track record when it comes to games. Yeah, Rocksteady is mm-hmm, amazing when it comes to games. Look at all the Arkham games, except for Origins. That was made by someone else. Still good, but not as good as the others. Um, so they have a good track record and the fact that they released it and people had comments along the lines of this looks similar to how the Avengers plays. Um, it looks very generic as far as like a shooter and multiplayer game. Doesn't look like it has any depth kind of thing. If a company can take that kind of criticism and go, you know what? 
we basically had a finished game and we showed you guys what it was. You don't like it. We're going to do it. We're going to do something else. I think that takes a level of integrity in a company that number one, I respect a whole lot, but on top of just respecting that they are going to have to change up the entire formula of the game just from all the bad reviews that just that first trailer got. So most companies, I mean, look at the Avengers and stuff like that. Most companies look at the first trailer and if it gets bad reviews, they're like, oh, well, the game is still technically in development, so this isn't really what it's going to look like. And then the game releases and it's as bad or worse than that first trailer. And so the fact that Rocksteady didn't say that, the fact that they went, you know what, we're going to take the entire thing back push it back like an entire year and work on the game some more gives me hope that it's actually going to be something that's not only enjoyable to play, but that has an incredible storyline and is one of those games where you can hop on with a couple of friends and each character is so unique to the others that you're able to actually enjoy it. And there's different types of enemies. I'm hoping this is the kind of thing they do. To the point to where it's such a well-received game that they can release like DLC in the future of being like, oh, by the way, you can now play as Cheetah as one of the Suicide Squad. Like that kind of stuff would be the perfect route for this game to go. So I'm not saying that's the way that Rocksteady is going to do it. But the fact that they had enough integrity to bring the game back into development gives me hope that it's actually going to be a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm I'm just scared because like nowadays with Warner Brothers, the only thing that they haven't lost money on so far with their releases, what is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that Warner Brothers so far has been like making a ton of money off of. Like even with movies, like I like for real, like anything that they put out, like like the, like recently, Lego Star Wars has been the one thing that they really have been getting a lot of money off of and a lot of great reviews. And again, it's like kind of like half of their game because it's like Disney's game too. So it's like you know, but but yeah, but everything else they've been losing money on everything on everything and especially like now with the whole flash thing they're losing like 100 million dollars of that they 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 lost a lot of money for like their justice league movie their wonder woman movie the the, Sh- the new shazam movie i watched that it was terrible um like they're, they're losing just a lot of money off of their off of the dc franchise as a whole i'm because of that i'm not scared for the story um because if i'm i i can't if i'm being honest i especially after yeah they lost money off of gotham knights and i bought that so like now my expectations are low um but they're not as low as gotham knights because i feel like like rocksteady like you said amazing track record amazing games i still play batman or arkham knight like i still have it downloaded i have all the return to arkham stuff but I'm scared that the studio or the actual company is going to tell Rocksteady to have more microtransactions to make up for all the stupid stuff that they did. 
And especially since James Gunn's making his own DC universe, they're holding like DC for a second. And they might depend on Suicide Squad to bring in some extra revenue uh, for WB games or something like that. And I'm just scared that they're going to release like a standard edition that's like half the game. And then you're going to have to pay like 50 bucks for like the next one or like extra DLC or like extra characters or extra cosmetics or or extra powers that's that's going to be like a pay to win or or something like that. I'm I'm just scared that they're going to look at this as an opportunity to be like, "Oh shoot, this is a good game." Like even if it's a fantastic game, even if it wins game of the year, I'm scared that they're going to look at that be like this is an opportunity to milk money out these of these of these mofos and then put a whole bunch of microtransactions on it. That's what I'm afraid of. And if it does that, it's going to make the game so much less enjoyable because it's not even the game anymore. You know what I mean? That That's yeah. one thing that I'm really scared about because they tried to do that with Gotham Knights and they completely botched it. And even when they were botching it, they were still trying to put in more microtransactions. They were still trying to do it. And they're still trying to push the deluxe edition. I got I got that for, I got the deluxe part for free. I don't know how. But but I got that for free. But they're still trying to push people trying to buy those like five extra cosmetics that cost like twenty bucks. So that that's that's what I'm scared about. Even if it is fantastic, they're gonna look at it as an opportunity to just cash grab. Yeah. Um yeah, I just don't want I just don't want them to do that. But if they don't, then amazing. But if they do, I'm most likely not going to buy it for a really long time. Like what I did with the Avengers. Like I'm not going to buy it until like three years after it came out or something. When it's on sale for like 10 bucks. Exactly. Cause I got Avengers, the end game edition for 20 bucks. Yeah. And I think they have a very good, they have a very good base on their hands. They have a very good concept. That's what I was looking for. Very good concept yeah. on their hands with this thing. And right. very, very good voice actors, very good characters. I mean, you know, if you implement King Shark and Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang and you make them not only interesting characters, but you give them interesting abilities, it makes it to where you not only want to play it, but you want to invest time into exactly. not just the story, but time into like we did with Spider-Man where we 100 percented it, where we wanted to explore the whole city, where there's more stuff to do. That's how you know it's a good game, is if it's not just like, okay, well, that was a good story, and then pack it away. It's a really, really good game if you take it, and you even if it is... I'm sorry, words. <laughs> even if it's not an open-world game, if you make it interesting enough and fun enough to play people will play through the story mode over and over and over and over again look at last of us the story is so good and the gameplay is so good that people it's been remastered like three times and so i'm playing it again yeah so it's (laughs) it's at a point to where it's like if you make something good enough with enough quality in it it doesn't matter the type of game it is there's pixelated games that have good enough stories. And I mean, look at like, um, uh, I haven't played it, but, but like once, but Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was a phenomenon for like mm-hmm. a couple years. And 
I, people still play it to this day. They release like DLC for it and everything because it was just a level generated area with like it's just this little cutesy art. And people regarded it as like one of the top games of the year because of the quality. Yep. So they just have to focus on that instead of money, 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 money. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, we'll see what they do, but uh, time will tell, man. Time will tell. But yeah, and, 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 and I do want to throw in a bonus game in there, and it's not anything that's coming out, but, but I was thinking about this because after we all, you, me, and Ivana started playing it again, I started, I started like looking more into it. Um, so obviously you probably know this, but like obviously Friday the 13th, we're talking about the game, Friday the 13th, the game, I, I want to just mention this. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know that they stopped, you know, putting development in it and whatever, mm. but uh, quick overview, just real quick. Uh, there's a lawsuit. There was a lawsuit um, because uh, there were two people that created the th- Friday the 13th script for the movie. And uh, I guess when the game came out, and it was a big more of a phenomenon. One of the co-creators was like, oh, wait, no, I created that part of Jason. Chill out. And ever since then, the game had to stop with its development and all the stuff that they wanted to create and whatever until to see who was who was the actual owner um so yeah so now i just wanted to let you know unfortunately and and announce this for anybody who's playing this game you you won't be able to buy the game after december 31st 2023 so this year so the end of this year and the game won't be playable online after 2024 well, that's and the thing, I'm is mad. it's only an online game. And, and that's what sucks. It's like the offline play, it's only the virtual cabin and the offline bots and like certain challenges. But it sucks because for some some device, some consoles won't let you sign in without internet. So and that's that's what sucks. And on top of that, it just sucks just because this is one game that I was really late in the game for because I only started playing like two years ago. I was really late in the game. And this is could, could have been easily one of the best games ever, especially with all the plans that they had out. Like they even like released some of the plans that they wanted. And I'm very angry that we got robbed of that. And I wish that more video games listened to that. As simple as that game is, I wish more video games listened to that and was like, they actually like learned and built off of that just because like very minimal microtransactions a whole bunch to earn though you know what i mean um so yeah i just just want to let you know that and that sucks so that does suck i do enjoy uh, that game quite a bit i mean it's not my bet the best game of all time to me but it's enjoyable no. to an extent if you learn how to play so yeah it, it's just greed it's greed is what kills stuff like that. And it's a shame because it takes good products and makes them either unplayable or just like, I don't know where this game is going. And then it ends up shutting down and no one can ever play the great product that you already took years to make. It's it's all it all goes to crap when greed makes its way in. So I think I think that's what makes Fortnite so so great though is because they have that option like they give you that option like hey you can play for free and if you want yeah yeah it's like (laughs) if you want it's like you you could there's there's ways to earn like the christmas event you can earn some skins there for doing nothing but playing and then yeah on top of that you know 
pay 10 bucks. And then if you play enough, you get some sick skins and you get some awesome cosmetics and all this stuff. And then just on a side note, we have all these dope collaborations that if you want to spend even more money, it's not going to make you more powerful, but it's going to make exactly. the game a little more interesting because you can run around as Master Chief and Spider-Gwen. Like, all right. And it, it, it it's, it's enjoyable. They, they know how to make it enjoyable while keeping the company afloat. Like that, that's what I like. I'm not saying like everything should be free. Like I, I, you know, like obviously we need money to go around, especially for these companies to make bigger stuff. Just do it in a smart and enjoyable way. And that's mm-hmm. one of the best ways because they look at Fortnite. They're like, oh, well, we want to do microtransactions, too. And then it ruins a lot of games. Like, that's partially why I don't play Overwatch as much because they looked at that and was like, mm, yeah, we need more money. Because they turned so loot like, boxes, uh, which everyone thought the loot boxes were like, oh, but loot boxes are so I much better than boxes. what it has now. Because loot boxes, yeah. you could play during Christmas time. And if you played nine matches in arcade, you get three loot boxes automatically. Guess what? Yeah, you there's so many things in like the Christmas and Halloween events that you want to play those events. And then not only it's like half and half. Part of it is enjoying the event itself. And then part of it is I'm so close to leveling up. All right, I leveled up. Let me let me see if I can get one of the legendary skins that are rare for this event. Like that was part of the. For playing the game in the first time, the first game, but in the second game, yeah, it's all just let's see how much money we can squeeze out of them. And And, it also sucks because I I I loved waking up to loot boxes. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that feeling of oh, I earned something. Let's see what I got. Yeah, it's it's an accomplishment feeling. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's a lot of games these days, unfortunately. So yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think that's all the time we got for this episode. So to end this, though, what is your favorite game? It, I, we we asked this in another episode when we were with Jeffrey, but I want to see if your answer changed. What is your favorite game? Just favorite game favorite that game you of all enjoy time? the most uh, that you enjoy the most, not critically you, one game that you enjoy, even if it's an old version of the game, one game that you enjoyed the most and you got happiness out of it. Hmm actual happiness from a game yeah man i might need a second to think about that you may have to answer first oh shoot i don't know (laughs) um let me see yeah let's think about this for a second hey and whoever's watching or listening you do too and you let us know put it in the comments or anything yeah, let us know any way you can. But um, shoot us an email. <laughs> that works to too. Yes, you can absolutely shoot us an email. But it should be in in the YouTube link and Spotify and wherever else you're listening. But um, yeah, I, I have some interesting answers because I'm going back and I'm like, okay, enjoyment. What do I have the most fond memories of? Yeah, yeah. And there's two games that come to mind. One of them is like, okay, yeah, saw that coming. The other one isn't like that but it's still really good so i have three games that come to mind okay when it comes to pure enjoyment and fond memories first one is the first overwatch i had i think like 750 hours into that game over a span of five years Uh, me and my friends would get on it all the time 
just play the crap out of it and would get on events and like try and beat the hardest modes like and then see what loot boxes we all got we would brag about what skins we had and so it was that I, let me let me just let everyone know he was such an overwatch fiend he bought me the pc version of the game just to see if we can play together i wasn't able to but this fool bought it just so that i could just have it like garrett was a overwatch fiend let me just say when i tell you i wanted to be soldier 76 or reaper for halloween one year i did i didn't end up doing it but i wanted to so yeah um anyway overwatch one aside from that i would say black ops two zombies really specific answer but that's one that i that comes to mind that i have a lot of fond memories going over to friends houses um or let's just say zombies all around that's modern warfare they didn't have zombies um it was um black ops one black Black ops Ops two i didn't play black ops three it was black ops one and two one and two had the zombies maps that i really enjoyed kino uh, kino der toten ascension were my two maps on the first one then you have Transit and Farm on the second one. Those are my two most played. And I just remember going over to friends' houses and staying up till like four in the morning, just seeing what round we can get to. Um, right. That's my second. And my third, it's really weird. But the most fun, I just, I thought of fond memories and this came to mind. A guy I used to know a lot of years ago, not that I'm super old, it, six years ago, seven <laughs> years ago, I used to know him. But um, it says otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, but uh, me and him used to hang out all the time at my house and we would pop into the Xbox 360 Lego Batman 2. Yeah. And we would take Superman and whoever else could fly and just fly around that entire city. You know, you take off with Superman, you just hear his theme song start to play as you take off. You know, you'd be Batman, go explore the Batcave and then take one of his planes or cars. We would do that for hours, not do hardly any of the missions. We would just go around the city and screw around. And I have just some fond memories with that. But as far as like pure enjoyment and fond memories, those are my top three. I'm not saying those are my top three that I like hold in high regard, like they're the perfect games. There's another list for that. But that's pure yeah. enjoyment list. Okay, perfect. What about you? <laughs> you can pick one or two or whatever. Two right off the bat. Oh no, I gotta do three. Three right off the bat. Mega Man two. Okay. Cause that was that was the first game that, that my dad really like taught me like the secrets and stuff behind the game uh, except for um the Super Mario Bros. one through three, but Mega Man two was like one that had like the best soundtrack, fun like little go throughs, and it actually needed strategy strategy to beat the game. Yeah. And once you did it, you get this like sense of accomplishment. So yeah, Mega Man two all the way. Um, Star Wars Battlefront two thousand four. Mm. Oh my god. And I don't mean Star Wars Battlefront two two thousand five. Oh, yeah. The first one, Star Wars Battlefront two thousand four. Hmm all time oh my god i can't describe the feeling (laughs) it was always fun to boot up the original xbox that i still have and the original ps2 that i still have either one of those 
put in Star Wars Battlefront and just whack out. On those same consoles, Star Wars Episode Three, the feeling of, oh my god, yeah, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm already happy just thinking about it. And then in the one little bonus game, Lego Star Wars to the original trilogy. Oh, I'm with you on that one. As a kid, I don't know. That just hit different. It's it was incredible. so fun. That that's what we needed at that time. Just and just like creating our own little Lego minifigures at the same time. Like it it's just it's just pure fun. Yep, creating yeah, a yeah. custom character, but it always ended up looking either crazy or like an actual Star Wars character. Right. Oh my god. Or just basic because we would make it look like us. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. We try to make it as close to us as possible. Yeah. Yeah. The- but there's there's nothing like like those feelings like back then it just sucks because it was like it was so simple you know and it was just fun and i feel like weirdly this this is gonna sound very weird i felt like video games were like were where they were supposed to be like they were in their place Mm -hmm. now it just feels so ridiculous like I, i i feel like we shouldn't be talking about video games like this like oh which one's gonna be good all oh, which ones you know microtransaction and all this crazy stuff that that terms that people probably even watch it as don't even like understand you know what i mean it should mm-hmm. be just play real quick get some enjoyment out of it and get out of it it's just crazy where we're at now yeah. and like nowadays like like the games that i really feel like i can just like have pure enjoyment without you know without those tie downs is like spider-man and fortnite and like friday the 13th and skyrim minecraft skyrim the last of us uh just to name a few so i feel like we're we don't really notice this but we actually base off the games that we want to play now off of how much enjoyment we're going to get out of it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean not as much as all the extra stuff that we were talking about yeah so yeah i don't know it's it's been a while since that feeling has come back but i'm hoping that feeling of like first exploring skyrim or like walking out of the doors in fallout 3 like i hope that comes back with starfield that's why i'm so excited yeah but same thing with spider-man too i i I can't wait to get that first web swinging feel and that mm -hmm. you know like oh it's almost an adrenaline rush yeah, how how am I gonna figure this out? Type of thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Get get that go because I love figuring stuff out in video games. So yeah, so yeah. But yeah, I think that's all the time we got though. But um, thank you everyone so much for watching. Like Jabin said, uh, we do apologize about the long stint. I think we probably had three weeks to a month of no videos or no podcasts. But um, yeah. we are working some things out, and we are getting to the point to where that it's like like I said. Ooh, excuse me. Like I said, what happens in personal life is I, I love doing the podcast and everything, but what happens in personal life is a hundred times more important than the podcast um, because keeping a good mental health and good physical health is a hundred times more important. So we love doing this and we are going to definitely still try and keep on our schedule of Sundays. Um, definitely. And we're, so, and we're not giving up on this either. So no. we, this is definitely a thing that, that Garrett and I really like invest a lot in and that we actually want to get done so it's not that you know it's going to be like once every month we're still going to you know do as much as we can it's just you know if we fall off a little bit just you now you know the reason why 
you know yeah. what I mean? Just because stuff just gets in the way, but we are going to hop back on it. So exactly, exactly. So thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we're going to keep you guys updated on what we're doing and hopefully keep going on Sundays and should be good from there. So thank you guys so much for watching and we will see all of you next time. See you guys.